Welcome to SIN 315. We're here to encourage and equip Christians to engage in the adventure of sharing Jesus with those that God puts into their life. And we're so glad you're here. Matthew, I got some news for you, man. Let's hear it, buddy. You might like this. I think I might. So you remember when we did Mobilize uh, a few weeks ago? Yes. And I don't know, you can't ever trust an evangelist numbers, really. You just We do the best we can. But I'd say upward of a 1,000 people went through the Mobilize program, which is a way, and we did it in home groups, wow. where people could discover how God made them and that they could set a plan together for how they were going to step out in faith, just the style that they are. Mm-hmm. and just learn some of the pitfalls they have to watch out for and stuff like that. And it was pretty exciting for me. Me too. And a shout out to Rico, one of our number one listeners, big fan of Cent 315. Yeah, he is. And he heard that I had other churches ask for that material. And so obviously we just give it away. We want this to go everywhere. So he said, what if I translated it into Spanish for you? No. <laughs> Like, oh, oh. Well, what if you did, Rico? What about that? And boom, I gave it to him electronically. And even as we speak, he is working on translating that into Spanish. And, and I'm pretty stoked about wow, that. Wow, praise the Lord. I can't even believe how good God is. Yeah, he just he's breathing all over the place. By the way, Alan Euchre's in the house. Hi, Hello. Alan. Hi, Alan. Doing? Hello, everybody. Welcome. Yeah. We were just talking before we went on about so much stuff is going on all over the place. The Lord is just breathing on things, and colleges are having revival, and yes. things are happening all over the place, including in our church at Foothills. Absolutely. Just amazing. So we want more of that. We want it everywhere. We just are hungry for more. Lord. Yes. Yeah, bring it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Alan, you and I have been talking for a while, and you reminded me, uh, we may have met before this, but you reminded me that I showed up at your home group once a while back, right? Yes, yes, you did. What was that? What, how did that go? The backstory is my wife had gotten cancer, and she got heal from that of course i still have her but as we're going through the different groups of healing centers and stuff she met kim hicks which brought us to dante's and was my first experience at a home group and you visited our home group and was handing out this material on evangelism yeah and i started reading it and all of a sudden i started having encounters and i was just made myself available and i would call myself a little bit of a reluctant evangelist okay, okay i get that i gotta understand because i didn't look for it it just came to me people would say are you a christian and within 30 seconds to a minute i'd be praying for them and the holy spirit always follows in me always falls in us and the people it's usually this is their first experience with the holy spirit and they're saying what's going on why am i shivering with all these tickles <laughs> and i go that's the holy spirit and that's just god saying he loves you one of the reasons, I think when I first talked to you, over the course of time, you are a self-proclaimed regular guy, right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So you're a, you still dabble in construction, or are you retired from all that stuff? I've retired. Okay. So you are, and one of the things that really compelled me to say, let's have a conversation and share you with everybody who's listening, is I believe that you're an example of what happens when God gets a hold of a regular guy. That's right. Who's willing and that's it willingness yeah. that's obedience and then let's see what god does so let's backtrack a little bit were you born a christian or how did that all happen uh, when jesus get you <laughs> early on in my life say at four or five that's really early there was a little baptist church about a block and a half away my parents were not christian 
There was never a prayer set in my house. It was usually my dad using God's name in vain continuously, yeah. and unfortunately, that continued through his life. But anyway, I was drawn to this church, and I went through the Jesus Love Me, Yes, I Know, all that, and got yeah. into that a little bit. And then something happened. My dad was a union carpenter, and he would work on dams and bridges, and he took us up to the mountains in Colorado, and we rented a house for the summer, and there was a revival tent there at about eight years old. I rode my bike into that revival tent and accepted <laughs> the Lord. Oh, and oh. I don't remember a whole lot about it. I just know I was very emotional and spirit-filled as far as an eight-year-old, but there was no really grounding. And I told everybody, and people laughed at me. Brother, he wouldn't do it. He was there with me. And yeah, that was earliest. Then 15, 16, there was a couple of really cute girls. That, and their dad was a pastor. And they Those Christian had a girls church. Are the oh, are too. <laughs> the Lavers, Vicky and Lisa Laver. There was a first Christian church in Grand Junction, Colorado, and I started going to that. And since I was in music, I became part of the choir and got involved in the youth group. And it just wasn't like our youth groups. <laughs> it just wasn't. You guys are so anointed and professional in what you do. But anyway, had a pretty good time for a year or two. Then, unfortunately, mom got sick. She got cancer. And... uh Lasted for a couple of years, but during that time, I started walking away and started discovered girls and <laughs> a little bit of the partying going on, and we lost my mom mm -hmm. at about 19, and my dad went ballistic and kicked us all out of the house. I'd started working right out of high school at 18, and I was a good worker, construction guy, kind of a laborer, learning to be a carpenter, and made pretty good money and was able to when my dad kicked us all out of the house all four kids i had my sisters come with me for a while till my dad got his act together we thought it was all about us but my dad had lost his wife yeah he was in pain too but we could only see our side of things now that i'm adult and i see as a man sees things i have a lot of forgiveness for my father so i moved here when i was 26 almost 27 and what brought you here to San Diego? Well, I'd never seen the ocean before. Okay. I was in a bad relationship with a girl, and it was toxic, and she was an alcoholic and breaking stuff in the house all the time, and it was on and off. I bet we broke up eight times in three years. <laughs> <laughs> but she was really cute, and I was drawn to a cute blonde, so here I was. I even got away from her, and I was talked into bringing her to California. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's a breakup. Yeah, uh -huh. let's well, break up. Do you want to go to California? It on and off, flew her out here, and of course, it didn't last very long. She got into drugs and stuff, and so we just uh, sent her home. I was at that time getting into lifting weights and bodybuilding. I was yeah. idolizing my body and got pretty powerful. Could bench over four hundred pounds, and that was my life. Going to Alan the gym is every a night. Big guy. Yeah. Yeah, I'm too big right now. <laughs> but back then, you know, I, you know, so. Life continued on. The mistakes I made kept repeating. Got into drinking more. I don't ever think of myself as an alcoholic because I never had the blackouts. I just, two or three beers, go to sleep. Wake up, we'll work really hard, and two or three beers the next night, go to sleep. As time progressed, all of a sudden I had this incredible desire to have a family that I never had before. Hmm. And I met Maggie doing a remodeling job in San Ysidro. She was an in-home care lady. And you know, I just loved how she loved those people. 
Besides her being really cute was nice. Too. Yeah, hell, that, <laughs> that didn't does. hurt. One of the stipulations I had of marrying a girl, even though I wasn't walking a Christian life, was I wanted to marry a Christian woman. <laughs> that, <laughs> I know that doesn't sound weird to guys. No. Not so much for me necessarily, but she's I need a Christian woman. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, come to find out, her faith wasn't very strong. And she was a Catholic and going every now and then. She had a miscarriage. And then we had our daughter, and so thank the Lord for our daughter, Kimberly. We had the typical house with have my wife do all the great stuff and had a daughter I could hug when I came home. Life was pretty good, but there was just this massive hole in me that was still just pouring out needing for God. I had a few friends who were Christians. The first one was with Shadow Mountain, and I got a friend named Gary, and I was a soccer coach for six years for my daughter. And Gary was a soccer coach? No, I was. He had a kid, actually, okay. and, and we, uh, he brought me to Shadow Mountain, and man, the Lord just started talking to me there. I want to jump in on here, okay. because I really want to emphasize for the people that are listening, hey, soccer dad, you invite the soccer coach to Shadow Mountain to church. Now, if you're listening to me, pay attention, because God uses people. Look at, he All did. Right. He invited you to Shadow Mountain, and what happened? Come on. God, the Lord, the Holy Spirit started following me. He started talking to me, and it was just, it was amazing, but he also was telling me to go somewhere else. I had that desire to leave this church. It was a strong desire. Now I know through my mentoring and stuff with Jim Dealing that when you have that, it's usually the Lord telling you to go somewhere else. He has a better place for you. But at that time, I just left and went to a little Christian church in Lakeside, and same thing happened within a few months. I was just, oh, i got to get out of here. I don't like what this guy is saying. I don't know. I'm sure he's saying everything fine. But when the Lord moves you, he moves you out. And then I had a friend that was ushering. His name was Don. He was moving to Colorado, and he was usher for a number of years at Foothills, and he invited me, and I went there. And that's when I walked in the door, and the first thing the Lord said to me is, this is where I want you. Hmm. Pray for the pastor. He's ill. Okay. Okay, now for those of you who are from Foothills, you know that we're talking about Pastor Mark Hoffman, who has had myodysplasia for a long time and has Mm -hmm. broken the Guinness Book of Records for staying alive with a very, very serious condition, but so many people praying for him. But you didn't know that. Right. No, I didn't have any idea who the pastor was or multiple pastors or really never been into a church where at Shadow Mountain, you're just a guy sitting in a seat. I don't know how you get to inner workings, and I wasn't interested in inner workings. My wife wasn't coming to church with me. She was still dabbling into her Catholic every now and then, and I tried going there a number of times and just really felt empty, like I didn't belong, didn't understand their ceremonies and everything. But I had had a year or so at the first Christian church and a little bit as a child, and I think really everything started for me on my evangelism world when I started going to home groups. Yeah. And Dante's home group, then as That's I Dante sh- Durnell, right? Right. Yeah. And I was sharing with you, and he's an incredible man, has incredible heart for <laughs> those is. people, the street people and everything. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Man. I remember man. that home group. I remember that night that I met everybody. Dante and I have worked on a lot of projects together. He is a very good man. Yeah. I love him and his wife, Candace. Yeah, she's amazing. And his sons. They just pour their love out all the time. God's loving them. Yeah. They just love seeing that. Hey, I want to take a, a, just a little pause here, too, because I want to make sure, and I think you probably agree with me. The fact isn't 
that the church in Lakeside or that Shadow Mountain, that those are bad churches by any stretch of the imagination. Not at all. No. They're doing incredible work, but the deal is the Lord has a place for you to plant you. And that's why, so I just want to go official yeah, record point. to saying that Foothills Christian Church isn't the perfect church in the entire universe, and it's the only place that anybody should go, because that's certainly not true. Well. But boy, okay, we might argue. This is the, per- <laughs> the, the perfect church for me. There we go, and that's the way I feel about it. Your church, every church that just loves the Lord and is going after Him hard, is like a puzzle. And we are puzzle pieces in that. We all link together. And I am a really, really weird shaped puzzle piece that fits pretty well in this puzzle called His Christian Church. So if you're at a church where it's not quite a fit for you for whatever reason, ask the Lord and see what the deal is. And especially if you're going to leave that church, leave well. Do a good job of that because there's different flavors and we're all in it together to take over the world. That's good. Dante Jernel, home groups. Keep going. Absolutely. Some things happened. The Lord was giving me some giftings, and one was the discernment of the Holy Spirit. Also, the first time I ever laid hands on a person, I had this amazing electricity in my arms, and my hands were heating yes. up. And I go, what is this? And I asked the person, do you feel anything? He said, no. I said, well, I guess this is just me. <laughs> but later on, as I was being mentored, and I finally left that group, I started a group at my house with Chuck Hicks. Yeah, my good buddy. And Street we did that teacher. for a while, and then Kim Hicks had a group at the church that my wife got to be like her last person coming to the group. Whoa. Then my group at my house was not working. It was never the Holy Spirit was never at my group, and man, I was just on fire for the Holy Spirit, and I want to be around it. And I went to Jim Dealing's group, and all of a sudden, man, there it was. Yeah, lit. You know? I was his apprentice for a while and learned so much from him. And one of the things I really respect about Jim Dealing is that he once again, is just naturally supernatural. It isn't... What a great storyteller. Oh, yeah, that's for sure. But he operates in his gifting and and in the supernatural and everything, but he's not spooky weird. Now, sometimes things are a little different, right? But he can really explain it to you and keep things in order and really release the power of the Holy Spirit. And he does that great. He kind of helped hone me as far as my gifts, and he wanted me to go out in the ministry and be part of the church ministry team, so I I started doing that. But it took a while. It took a year before I actually had courage to go out there and pray for somebody, and the first person I prayed for was a pretty big deal. It was kind of overwhelming, and all I could barely do was just hug this poor man that was going through this terrible thing. But anyway, things progressed pretty quickly, and then I met Michael Cook. Oh. What a wonderful man. man and absolutely. Be, became so, part of his team. And I've been on his team for about four years. Of course, he passed away, and now it's Don Deniston. And all of a sudden, I was just having these amazing encounters with people out of the blue. And I wasn't going out really evangelizing, but I got there, and uh, people at Costco or the hospital, and this amazing encounters, you know, and that totally unexpected. I wasn't even going looking for it. It was kind of coming to me. Talk a little bit about that, because I know so many people, like the number one listen to episode is Rocky Craig, Jim's brother. And after he got cancer, that's when the Lord really released him and launched him, because he knew, the Lord knew that Rocky was serious. He would take every opportunity that the Lord gave him. So what does it look like at Home Depot? okay, or at Costco. Just give our listeners a little picture of this is how the Lord operates with and through you. 
might be different with other people, but yeah. how does that work with you? They're not all the same experience, yeah. but there's usually a drawing or something to the person. There's some magnetism or there's something different, and you're looking at that. And this lady, the first time it ever happened, it was a black lady, and I've never even prayed for a lady in my life. And this lady, within 30 seconds, confused me for another person. She actually worked there and asked me if I was a Christian, and all of a sudden, I was praying for her, and I was saying a prayer I could have never said, and saying <laughs> things about her I could have never said. I didn't know, but the Lord knew, and He knew what she needed. So He was just using me as a, His vessel to say that. Then the last three weeks, let me tell you, I've had many encounters, and I'm just hitting a couple of the top yeah. ones that I remember really well. And. I go to a dog park, I have a dog, and all of a sudden this- Dog park evangelism. I right. Like this. 101. <laughs> tell, tell me about this. Literally, I've had so many encounters there, and I'll talk to somebody a little about one thing, and that person will just blow me off. But there's somebody at the table, and all of a sudden, I'm talking to a non-Christian, telling them about Jesus, and they're receptive to it. And they're just on on edge, and the Holy Spirit has fallen on them. They, it's a very common thing. They say, "Why? What's feeling? What's going on? Why do I feel this way?" And I go, "That's the Holy Spirit." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just, why do I have chills? So that was one. And she jumped up and gave me a hug. She was a forty year old lawyer that'd been out of work for a few weeks and in a divorce. Just gave me a hug like a child would hug a father. It's just mm. beautiful, and just left me walking on air for about two days. <laughs> right on. And then about a week later, I was at an insurance place doing some paperwork, and the lady came to get me, and she had this big old lighthouse tattoo on her forearm. And I asked her what that was about, because it was just so unusual to see a lighthouse. Yeah, and tattoos are a great opening conversation. Oh, Tell man. me about that. She had said her grandfather, who was in the Navy, was loved lighthouses, and her mom also did, and they had both passed. And it was kind of a memorial tattoo. She said, yeah, her mom's in a better place. All of a sudden, that feeling came on me. And, and she asked me if I was a Christian, and I said, yes. And we talked for a minute or so, and all of a sudden, she said, are you the one? I go, what do you mean, the one? She said, God said he was going to send somebody to talk to me. Oh, <laughs> it was amazing. And then I started praying are for her. Of course, I tell everybody about Foothills, just because that's my home church, and that's where the go-to place is, because you know I can only take them so far, then the Lord in my church has to step in and do their part. Yeah. Well, it was just really amazing praying for her and having her say the same thing. What's this feeling? What's going on? They have all heard the Word of God before, but most people that are not into church have never felt the Holy Spirit. Right. Yeah, true. And it just is amazing when you're, you Or anything you know, like it. And the Lord, He steps in and says what you need to say and helps me out in prayer because I'm just not that guy that can quote every scripture. Then, then a few days before Thanksgiving, my neighbor who's 85 and I've been praying for and talking to for the last 20 years about Jesus, all of a sudden he says, I'm not feeling very good. I said, man, you better be careful if you don't die without Jesus. He goes, okay. Okay. Oh, and I said, well, I'll come up in a day or so and we'll see if you're still interested in accepting the Lord. And so I did, and sure enough, I started talking about Jesus to him, and his wife said, I would like to accept Jesus too. Mm. They're both in their mid-80s, and it was just beautiful. And oh my gosh. There again, God shows up, and you know, the sinner's prayer, and I talked to him for 20 or 30 minutes about the Lord, and what it is to be a Christian, and what kind of he expected of you, and they were just beaming. 
Yeah, I mean, you went from ah, oh, just a straight and just huge smiles on their yeah. face. See, and, uh, that's what Scent 315 is all about. Yeah, so, I wish every single person that's listening would understand the adventure. We were made for this. Amen. We were created to do this. Father sends a son, son sent us. And why wouldn't a Christian want to be involved in their flavor of this? It's incredible. Yeah. It's what changes the world. Absolutely. And it makes God more tangible and more real because you feel him, you know, this is his work. And because it's not of you, no way could I be doing these things yeah. of myself. And they're just a few days ago at a yard sale on I stopped for I never go to yard sales anymore and there's this guy there and there was a draw to him and he was having this yard sale he just experienced the death of his friend and that was the stuff he was selling then he talked about how he had just gotten through a cancer thing and they had taken this huge tumor out of his throat and well, I just started praying for him and the Lord just there again here he comes yeah <laughs> It's just beautiful. The Lord uses you if you're bold enough to pray for strangers. That That's a biggie. Has your experience been kind of like mine that 98, 99% say yes? Yeah. Would, I, would you like me to, can I pray for you? And, I would say pretty much. Yeah, you for know, me too. There's people that'll just shake their head and walk away, yeah. but hey. the draw usually isn't to them anyway. And like I say, I'm a little reluctant at first to talk to people. So I kind of like read the room. Yeah. As they say, and I see something, and if the Lord prompts me, there I am. Yeah, well, and the Lord will equip you because well, He's the one that went ahead of you. He's the one that created that good work for you to walk in. Mm. He's going to back you up. The reason that the Lord shows up when you're obedient like that is because the Lord was already there. He's already been at work, and then you go get the low fruit. <laughs> oh, it's been amazing. Yeah. And I was in a hospital one time getting a CAT scan or something, and I talked about my wife and I. We were. Food for the Hungry, that's a little packet when you go to these Christian concerts, they're handing them out. We like doing that as part of our ministry. And there was this lady that was in the back room that I didn't know. She was a nurse. And as I was leaving, she chased me out and wanted me to pray for her. And this was really early on. And I'd only prayed for a couple people in my life at that time. Wow. And she said, my ear, I can't hear my ear, and it just bothers me all the time. I don't know, it just overcame it. And it, this is one of the strongest feelings of the Holy Spirit. And I wiped some oil off my head. Why I don't, did that, I don't know. I put it on her ear, and we just had this blessed time in prayer. It was the Lord coming through. And she just crumpled to the ground and started crying of weeping and joy, I guess. But I walked away. So I don't know. That's God's job to heal him. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> okay, if that was you, I want you to email Kevin Miller at foothillschurch.org and tell me that was you because I'm always thinking about the other side work. of the story. Yeah. There's a woman who had this earache and she asked this guy she didn't even know to pray for her yeah. and then he just vanished. <laughs> he just prayed for me and was gone. And hopefully her ear was healed. Yeah. But like you say, that's the Lord. The whole thing's the Lord. Yeah, I like to think that he healed her, but I really don't know. That's between yeah. him and her. You know, it's yeah. not that's about, the piece not of it me. too, isn't it? Because there isn't a bunch of stress and pressure on you that you've got to produce, produce, to produce. You've got to get all these people saved, blah, 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 blah. It's not that way. It's right. just walking in the Holy Spirit. That's what life with the Holy Spirit is like. Amen. I have a brother that's a Christian, but he just doesn't go to church. And last year I was talking to him about, have you ever been baptized? He said, no. And I said, would you like to be baptized? He goes, yeah, I would. So I went to Colorado last year and I said, let's go do it. So I have a cab over camper 
we're looking for a place to go, and the Colorado River runs right through there. We're trying to find a place on the Colorado River. What month was this? Oh, this was in June. Okay, so it might be not been freezing. It was really cold. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you it was really cold. So we kind of undressed to the point where we can get in there, and we're going down, and I picked up a couple of chunks of sticks so we can help us balance off. I didn't know the mud was going to be two or three feet deep, about 10 <laughs> feet out there. All of a sudden, we are stuck in the mud. <laughs> and then we're in the water, crawling, trying to get out of the mud. During this, I'm baptizing him, and I tell you, we are laughing oh, so yeah. hard. And the Holy Spirit, I just know God's up there chuckling on that one. But it was just amazing what God does. I love being used by God. That's probably the greatest glory is knowing God trusts me enough to use me. Yeah. So that was just an amazing time. And, you know, I can go on and on. But this is kind of the top things that have happened to me. And I expect much more. God, yeah. don't stop using me, Lord. Praise the Lord. Just keep on doing it. Okay, Alan, let me ask you a question that I, um, Chuck, before he passed away, he and I would do a lot of stuff together. Mm -hmm. And he's got great stories, incredible stories. Does he ever? I wish that I could have him on the show. I have used his stories. It got to the point where I had somebody tell me, I can't really relate to that because that's Chuck. And so I, that's not me. I couldn't do that. So then I had Chuck, when I would have him come into a class that I was doing or something, talk about his failures. And Chuck had big fails. Uh -huh. At least it felt that way to him. Who knows what God really did when he didn't quite hit the mark. Yeah. Have you had some fails? Many. Share that so people can know Alan is human. <laughs> Maybe they can do this too. So do you got one that comes to mind? Well, I've talked to people that have been really rude. Yeah. And literally had told me to bug off. You know? So this is a six foot four guy that bench presses 400 pounds. They tell you to oh, bug off. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm an old man. <laughs> so I don't have that persona anymore. But yeah, I've had some shutdowns and felt really bad wondering, God, Lord, did I do something wrong? Mm. Did I miss the prompting that you were telling me? But, you know, the peace always falls on me after that. And if I'm bothered for more than one day, I just keep on praying. It just lifts off me. Yeah. So I've had probably a hundred failures to every, I wouldn't say that. Lately, it's just like everybody I talk to. Yeah, there's seasons like that. Isn't yeah, it? it's, it's just so like they're hungry for the Lord. Yeah, and you know what? It all comes down to, just like you said, it's the Lord. So I'm going to do what I think he's telling me to do. Sometimes I'll miss it. Sometimes I won't. And being used by him or growing in <laughs> And not seeing results, growing in more trust and confidence in Him. That's the deal. That's Praise what we Lord. do. Amen. Okay, two things. I want to know if the Lord is speaking something to you these days or right now. Is the Lord working with you on something? I'm going through a lot of you know joint issues and stuff, surgeries, replacements. And through all that, life is changing really fast. I have senioritis, which is old people's stuff happens. <laughs> I thought it meant I was in the 12th grade in well, high school. <laughs> I wish I was having that, but it's, not me. it's just not, me. not that. I just believe that the Lord is refining me and refining us, and He's preparing us for something that's going to happen, a big movement in the future. With the discipling that I've been going through and with the peer counseling, there's just so much healing. And he, I believe the Lord is preparing us for a big movement, and I hope that's yeah. a revival or something. It's up to Him. I think a lot of us feel the same way. Yeah, I've talked to other people who are kind of outgoing like myself. Over the years, in our maybe third year of doing this, and we've had 
high school kids all the way up to people even older than you and me. Imagine stop, that. Stop, stop. Yeah, it's true. It's possible. Older but, than rocks. <laughs> <laughs> but the deal is, is that wherever you're at, whatever your season that you're in, if you're a young person, don't miss this because you can get in on the action earlier in your life. There's a young lady I saw today up at the high school, Natalia, and she was on a panel here. And she just loves Jesus. And God isn't respecter of persons in the sense that, well, I'll use this seasoned veteran, but I won't use this kid because she might screw it up. No, it sure. doesn't work that way, right? Yeah. How old was David? How old was Mary? But for those guys that are in this season of life that you and I are in, it's never too late. And you don't want to miss it. And it is so fulfilling and it changes everything, no matter whether we're going through senioritis or not. <laughs> well, I pray to the Lord every morning as I wake up to be used by the Lord. If he can use me anyway, use me. And sometimes it's every day and sometimes it's not for months. You just never know when it's yeah. going to happen. But I'm there. I read the Bible a lot. I have a lot of good tutors that are helping me through this. And I just... I love God, and I love worship, and I love listening to sermons, so that's what I do most of the time during the day. I'll just turn on one of the channels and listen to the Lord, a sermon or whatever, and just kind of get equipped. I just feel like I'm equipping myself. Yeah, and getting yeah. filled up to give out. Right? Absolutely. It's like yeah. Mark Hoffman, Pastor Mark calls The Secret Life with God. Yeah, I love his book. <laughs> yeah. What a great book. All of them, but this devotional yeah. we're going through. Yeah. Boy, if anybody wants to get eating from the tree of life, once again, just reach out to me and give it away for free. And we're going through it right now. All of us in our small groups are going through it. And it's just it's kingdom geese, right? Uh, it's like living water. Yeah, yeah, truth. Yeah. Hey, Alan, why don't you pray for everybody and let's ignite some people to All be right. sent, okay? Heavenly Father, thank you for what you are doing in us and all the people that are reaching out that need you, that you're sending out workers and people, prayer warriors, Lord, bring it, Lord. Thank you for your kindness and understanding. Lord, thank you for making us softer and gentler and kinder. Thank you for the new Alan that is no longer the old Alan. Mm. Thank you for my wife and my church and all the good things and all the blessings that are coming in. Mm -hmm. Everybody experience God now before it's too late. Yes. In Jesus Christ's name I pray, amen. 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 amen.